Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is Niall Boylan with you right through the two o'clock this afternoon. I have been referred to as a doddery, conservative old gobshite. Is that, was that, did I get that in a nutshell, girls? Okay. Not my words, but yeah, I see where whoever that person was was going with that, yeah. With me, Tara. Yeah, well, okay, we did have a bit of a conversation just in relation to our first topic, which we're going to come to in a second, which was an email, by the way, of a parent of three kids, her eldest son is 16, daughter 13, younger son is 7, and it's all about when you talk to your children about sex and periods, and say, I said the word, You said Tara. the word! I said you the word! You said the word! The man was incapable of saying the word in the office. Period! <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of saying, like, you know, it men are a bit awkward about things like that. You know what I mean? I know for a friend of mine, and will remain nameless, and when even ads for tampons come on the television, he's like, because <laughs> he has a daughter and he's more embarrassed about the whole thing. And um, we don't kind of tend to talk to our kids about it. And the question we are going to be asking today is, and Tara, you know, you'll be interested, you know, I suppose the question is, if you were in this father's shoes, now the father won't talk to his kids about sex and rather the wife would do it, uh, would you app- <laughs> what approach would it be? I mean, who's, who's the best person to talk to the child about you know, matters of a sexual nature? I think it depends, but I think generally speaking, I think it probably falls to the mammies more often than it does the daddies. But there are no, you know, you have a lot of men who feel maybe more comfortable talking about it. Surely in a partnership, it should be both together, shouldn't it? But that could be awkward for the children as well, depending on whether the child is a boy or a girl. Well, I, my oldest son, I remember one day cleaning out his room and I found a pack of condoms, right, used uh, wrappers. And I was mortified, absolutely mortified. <laughs> I didn't even mention it. Can I point out he was 19 at the time? <laughs> and I didn't even mention it. Yeah, these are the things that I haven't encountered yet. But I mean, the yet is, it could be this afternoon, you know. I but every parent know. says the same thing you said earlier on. Sure, he's only 16. He's not going to be doing anything like that. No, that's not what I said. I said I just didn't think he was yet. But I could be very wrong. I don't know. But I mean, I don't expect him to... Uh to tell me or to send me an announcement or a WhatsApp or anything. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm emotionally involved with an 80 and I think I might be doing the thing to do. <laughs> well, he says, so far, my oldest has said to me, he's not interested in girlfriends. Um, they all say that. I know they do, but long may it last. Yeah, Lena, <laughs> what's the advice here, by the way? Now, you know, you're a potential parent in the future. You know, you are Is not... Is that how I'm being described? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, you're only 10 years away from probably the first time you were having the fun for the first time. I mean, what do you do? What do you, who's the right person? I, I mean, did your father come to you? Did your mother come to you? What happened? Well, in relation to who's the right person, I would say, if let, let's, like, hypothetical family, you've got the mom, the dad, and let's say two, a boy and a girl, okay? Your hypothetical family. I, in that situation, I think it would be more comfortable for the, the dad to speak to the boy and the mom to speak to the, the little daughter. I don't, can I be terrible, though? Sorry to interrupt, Lena. I don't know if I trust a bloke to do that. <laughs> To do it properly and to use the correct names and terminology to understand the emotional <laughs> aspects imagine. of it. I just the don't think I would. The fact of his own matter all right, you just take your trousers down and you just <laughs> take it down and you just put it in and that's it. That's, that's all you need to know, son. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't think Be careful. You don't need to teach kids about that aspect of things, okay? You don't need to give them a, you know, a storyboard or diagram or anything like that. But what I'm talking about, though, is I think it's good to be open with your kids and be honest and tell them, like, look, if you ever think that you want to do this or you think you might be ready for this... Mothers are better at wording these things. My mom was very good at this. She was very open with me and my sister. And, you know, and to be honest, it worked But you described Smallhorn your mother because <laughs> I have to say that because the people have never listened to the show before Smallhorn is actually Helena's mother okay her name is Mrs Smallhorn uh, well you described her as not just your mother but as your friend well as I'm older now yeah she's my best friend my mom's my, absolutely my best friend but what I'm saying is like when I was growing up she was very open and she would say like you know if if you ever felt like you're ready for this 
come to me, talk to me about it. And that made it easier for me. Mm. And it wasn't this big kind of mountain that I had to get across or this kind of secret I had to hide from my mom or doing it by myself and not knowing the protection. My mom was very good at saying, look, talk to me about it. She didn't, but she didn't, as but I said earlier on to you when we were sitting outside talking to Tara about this, I said she didn't discourage you, right? And you said, no, absolutely not. So I don't know, She didn't I'll, encourage me either. No, no, absolutely. But, but, I, but what I'm saying is as a father, I'd be a bit more conservative probably. And if my daughter came to me at, you know, 16 and said, well, I'm going to be doing the thing, you know, the, the thing. Uh, I'd be going, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing the thing at that age. And I would be, no, you're not doing it. I, I don't want you doing it. No, I think you're wrong for saying that because, and no disrespect your parenting skills, but I'm just saying that I think... Disrespect that, my parenting skills. I understand I may be old-fashioned. I think that's just the wrong approach because when... in. My mom being more open with me, I felt comfortable to talk to her. Therefore, if I ever felt that I needed to talk to her about be it the pill or, you know, maybe feeling that I was uncomfortable with a certain situation or I was was comfortable and ready to do something, I would be open and talk to her. If my mom had been like, well, you shouldn't do it. No, don't do it. Mm. I'd do it anyway, but I'd have no guidance. No, I don't think I'd be that strict about it either. Helena, though, when, when your mom came to you and had that initial conversation, were you not squirming, going, oh, please shut up. I don't want to talk to you about these things. I don't want to have sure any conversation with you about those isn't things. Isn't any teenager going to be like, ma'am, stop. This doesn't happen. Don't want to have this conversation. Don't mention the V word. I know the storm <laughs> brings the baby. It's fine. You know, that's the way you're going to be. But in hindsight, looking back now, as somebody in my, tw- in my late 20s, I think it was brilliant. It was. Mm. It made me more aware of, you know, the dangers. I think me and Tara actually have a common interest here. I think we're both conservative. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking I'm going home to just have the conversation yet again with mine then. Are you going to have the conversation today when you go home? No, no, I mean, I've had conversations with my children. Of course I have over the years because I don't think it's something that you just do when they're 16. You know, you have to start the... There's a bit of a build-up to it, isn't there? There's a bit of a build-up. Like it is, like it is. I'm talking to you, Sue, like I'm a new father. My youngest daughter is my child. I know, I know, I know. So, I mean, they all know it all already anyway. (laughs) But they didn't get, sadly, and I feel kind of embarrassed now, they didn't get the conversation from me. Mm. They probably got it from my ex-wife. They didn't get it from me. Or they got it from their mates. But you know See, that's the, the thing. I think the conversation. I think that's the thing the, that we all need to recognise. No matter how uncomfortable it might be for us or for our teenagers, they're having the conversations anyway. Yeah. And it may. It, it's much better if it's from coming from a position of uh, understanding somebody who cares about them, who generally has failed, their best interests. Do they interest. fail as a parent or something? No, not at all. No, I just. Think I'm mortified by the whole thing. No, don't be embarrassed. I think it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. No, don't get me wrong. I am quite open, and I'm very open with my children now. Yeah. Right, but at the time, I'm. I'm I'm probably a very conservative parent and I might have got that from my parents because mm. I certainly wouldn't have discussed those matters. Mm. My father was a real Christian, right? Mm. You wouldn't think he listened to me, but he was very Catholic. You didn't swear in the house. You didn't talk about sex. Mm. If even a love scene come on in EastEnders or something, he was switching the telly over, you know, or he was whistling walking out the door or something like that. So those things just didn't happen in our house, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah, but times they're changing. But is, that, but is that just an excuse? Our oh, times have changed. No, because you see, you can't, prohibition doesn't work. Well, in my opinion, prohibition doesn't work. So just because you say or pretend something isn't happening doesn't mean that it isn't happening. Mm. Whether that's alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is, it does. It, it just because you don't want to face facts or because you don't want to admit or you don't want to concede that it is going on, it's going on anyway. Whether that's conversation or actual acts. It's happening. Okay, so the bottom line is who's better to talk to the kids about these things, mom or dad? Well, not you anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> but who's better, mom or dad? Honestly, in general Honestly, sense. honestly, I think probably mommy. Yeah. Yeah, Helena, would we agree? Experience, mommy. Would you have talked to your father about those Still things? Still wouldn't. No, see what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and Helena's father's probably a bit like me. I'm probably a bit like Helena's father, although maybe not as bad. I think maybe he's a bit more conservative than me, is he? I don't know, no. He just, basically, with Dad, he just doesn't want to know. Right, okay. Head in sand. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's probably why I'm saying, and I don't mean to be judgmental in saying I think mummies are better, but I think mummies are are, are more, they're more realistic. Because we are all a bit, Irish people, there is a huge stigma around the whole thing. Still, yeah. Even around girls' issues and hygiene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking about periods earlier on. And by the way, women are responsible for keeping that stigma there, because Alina mentioned earlier on when she goes into a shop, that, you know, the girl in the chemist or the girl in the supermarket will automatically put the tampons into a brown bag and they, there you mm. go, there you go. You know, so we do kind of hide those things. 
You know, although one of our staff members here said he was even embarrassed buying toilet paper <laughs> because he believed people were looking at him thinking you have a dirty bum. <laughs> so, and you'd imagine toilet paper would actually have more stigma attached to it than tampons. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you see, they are the things Natural that... Natural I mean, functions. They are the things that we do need to be. If you normalise that when kids are very small, then it doesn't become an issue or a topic. It's just something that's normal. We should normalise. I mean, absolutely, when it comes to things like periods, we should normalise it. I've said it again. They go, we should normalise it. We shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Like, my daughter would never talk to me about her periods. Hmm. She's 18 now, and she never did. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, But I do know when she's when she's having them because she's a different person she's a nicer person <laughs> believe it or not when she's having them right she actually gets into a good mood when she's having them contrary to popular belief but I did when she was a kid when she was starting I kind of knew because she was kind of quite secretive about going to the bathroom and stuff like that and you know what I mean so I did know you know, but she would never have discussed it with me. Would you not have opened the conversation and no, said, look, you no. know, obviously I know and it's something Why that's normal. Why would I and- open the conversation with my daughter about periods? <laughs> you know, I actually feel like I want a little, you know, a, a gong and a little um, thing that you bang off the gong. For every time you say that word, I want to be able to go ding, periods, ding, periods. ding. <laughs> so we can notch so up and count Can we all just say it's okay to say the word periods? Of course it is. But but guys don't talk about it. Fathers will never discuss periods with their daughters. They don't. Helena, does your father ever discuss <laughs> your period with you? I knew you were coming to me. Has he ever once discussed your period with you? Here's does he honest, ever say, Helena, you all right in your period? Honest, honest truth is if, say, I'm coming home and it's a bad day, I have a few cramps or something, I'm telling mom I'm not feeling great, I won't do it if dad's in the room. But, but here's the thing now. See, I'm not as conservative as that. I would often empathise with Helena. I would actually know when Helena. That's because I'm an antichrist. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a Scorpio as hell, right? So I know, and I go, in your period? <laughs> and, it, and I don't even, like, she's not even my daughter. Yeah. But she's young enough to be my daughter, mind you. Well, yeah. you see, I don't know. I think, and maybe men, men and women need to talk to each other more in their relationships about this type of thing because then it destigmatizes it. Mm. I mean, it's a fact of life. It's, it oh, is yeah, no, like no, going no, to the no, toilet. I would talk to my partner about things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I just, talking to a younger girl, like a daughter or whatever about it, it's just a bit awkward, isn't it? No, I don't think so. No, but no, anyway. Okay. All right, listen, we're going to talk about uh, things like that. Um, thank you very much indeed, ladies. Because the reason I am is because of an interesting email, or it was actually a Facebook message. It says, Hi, Noel. I'm a parent of three kids. My eldest son is 16 years of age, my daughter is 13, and our youngest is seven. My sister minds my 13-year-old and seven-year-old in the summer uh, for us as my, as my wife and I both work full-time. My 16-year-old looks uh, after himself during the day, and the other day, uh, or the, the other day in work, I was feeling ill and decided... To take a half day. I came home to the house at around one o'clock and instantly felt sicker. I walked into the house and called my son's name. He ran down the stairs to me in his boxer shorts and a t-shirt, clearly not expecting me to be home. Next thing, his girlfriend walked out of the room. After him, I was gobsmacked. They were clearly being up to something in the room, and the room was silent with embarrassment, and his girlfriend said she was going home very quickly. My son went back up to his room again, and I went into the sitting room and sat down. It all happened so fast. Now I'm realising that I had my head in the sand. I didn't think my son was at a stage of his life, of that stage of his life yet. And honestly, as uh, naive as it sounds, I thought I might have had another year or so before this might actually start happening. Uh, We have never had the conversation with my son about sex and relationships. And I'm kind of so uncomfortable at that kind of notion. That uh, night I spoke to my wife about it and she reckons I should be the one to talk to him. I am angry at him for the situation, which I probably shouldn't be, to be honest. I'm fairly conservative in my views and also believe that he has uh, disrespected us by doing this uh, in our own home. Now, I grew up in a household where uh, conversations like this didn't happen. I also would never have my girlfriends in the bedroom, even when I was in my early 20s. I just felt like it was wrong to do that in my parents' home. I'm aware, though, that these times are the times have changed. My question is, how do I approach this situation? Do I tell him I'm angry at him or do I just be supportive like a parent who speaks to him and allows him to and just allow him to continue or allow this to continue, should I say? Um, So I'm looking for advice now. So what does he do? Does he give out to the son? You know, at 16 years of age for doing the do with the girlfriend without saying anything to him and, you know, while he was in work. 
Or does he sit him down and go, listen, everything's all right. We know what happened. So let's have a little bit of a chat about it. I want to know what you think of this man's situation. Is it? I mean, it is a situation and a conversation that no parent wants to have, really. Well, I think so. Um, you want your child to stay young and innocent forever, but sadly, that's never going to happen. We would be naive to think that our 16-year-olds aren't experimenting because that's the average age, according to the statistics, for people to lose their virginity. I mean, we got into an interesting conversation said in the office today by this message, and some people in the office said that their parents were very open with them uh, about sex, and therefore they were kind of open with their children. However, others believe that, like me, that talking to children about sex is not something a parent should do, as it's almost given uh, them the green light to go ahead and fire away and do it. Some said that they have uh, let their children's girlfriends stay overnight in the house, in the bedroom. Others believe it's a bit disrespectful. Uh, it really was a 50-50 split in the office today, I'll be honest with you, because our office is kind of filled with different age groups. And I suppose the younger people possibly were more conservative, whereas the older people, when I say older people, some of the older members of staff, or maybe a little bit more conservative, younger, a little bit more liberal about the whole idea. I suppose the question here is, if you were a father or the father in this situation, where you arrive home and find your son or daughter in bed with their boyfriend or girlfriend at 16 years of age, what would your approach be? Would you be angry, pissed off, feel disrespected? Or would you sit them down and say, listen, son, daughter, I know you're doing it. Everything's all right. Tap on the back. Everything's fine. Everything's grand. Don't be worrying about it. Sorry about today. I was a bit embarrassed. Uh, probably more embarrassed than you were. And sure, maybe we should have a chat about this. It's grand. Do you need me to get your condoms? Do you need me to put the girl? Do you need me to put on the pill? Is everything all right? Do you want to talk to me about anything? Is that the way you should approach it? Or do you, should you be angry and say, 16 years of age? With your girlfriend? In my house? Are you mad? That's disrespectful. I'll never do that again. <laughs> so how should you approach the situation? Or what would your approach be? Let me know what you think. And you can text us at 087-188-0008 or you can WhatsApp us. That's 087-188-0008. What would your approach be? Peter. Hey, you know what? Good man, Peter. Are you one of the older ones in the office or the younger ones? <laughs> I was probably one of the older ones. Peter, yeah. how old are your kids? Um, you know, 11 and 6. Right, okay. So the six-year-old is quite a way to go. But the 11-year-old is about four or five years away from being curious. And has already had a, a class on it in school. Right. How did that go? So, um, well, he never come back and said that to me, but well, maybe a lot of people today, when I say what I'm going to say, are going to think I'm off me rocker and that uh, it's never going to happen. But I'm going to try my best, my utter and best I can, to try and tell my kids to keep their values and keep themselves until they're married. And it's something I hope to achieve with them, that the person that they end up with, um, you know, that they'll respect them. And that if that's, if they want, if they love them that much and they want to be with them, well, then they'll respect them enough to wait until they're married. Now, on the other hand... You know, well, see, you know that's a lovely thought... Yeah. But yeah, I, it is. And I know it's a, probably a Christian view more than anything, right? But it's a lovely yeah. thought and uh, stay, as they used to say, to stay chaste uh, until yeah. you get married. But it's not realistic, Peter, is it? Oh, it's, it's gonna, it's not, I'm not going to say it's realistic. It's, it's not. I'm going to try my best, but if I fail, I fail. But at least I'm going to try. So when, it, so, happens, so when, it, when it, I come home yeah. and he's there and he's done what he's done, I think the talk is too late. You know what I mean? He's already... <laughs> yeah, the yeah, well, the dog left the trap. <laughs> the trap <laughs> is gone. You know what I mean. So, what, what would then, you do if you were this father in this situation, and you arrive home from work one day, or from your greyhound meet or whatever it is, and he yeah. runs down the stairs in his boxer shorts at you know sixteen years of age, and the girlfriend comes down all embarrassed ten minutes later and says, "I better go." What I mean, what's your I, reaction to that, or how would you react to that? Apart from being embarrassed, I'd, react, I'd, I'd let the girl go. I wouldn't embarrass the girl, but then I'd sit him down and talk to him and say, "Look." You know, if you, you can't be this age in this house, whatever, you can say all that you want, but they've got to do it somewhere else. So the only thing I'd sit them down and say is, look, if you love this girl and you're doing this, you know, don't be one of these people that treats treat the girl like a piece of meat and just for one thing, you know what I'm saying, and gets that out of them and treat the girl with respect, you know. If you make sure you're using all the safety precautions because you don't know what you might wake up with tomorrow, 
especially these days. You could, you, wake up I mean? a, you could also wake up with a baby, yeah. Exactly, or else very itchy. So, um, that's what that's, that's very, all I talk about. Very itchy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, so I, I, that's that, that's all I try and get through to him. Um, and do you think you're better? Him. Do you think you're better at having that conversation, or do you think your missus would be better? Oh no, I I I'd be better because I have a close relationship with him now, and through everything, like through birthdays when he asks for presents and. If they're a bit expensive, we'll say, look, the only reason I'm giving you this is because a father, a friend, and I never want you to keep anything from me. So I'm constantly telling him and trying to keep a strong relationship with him so that when it comes to the to the man things, I can talk to him about, and then vice versa with, with my wife when it comes to the girl things, she can talk to my daughter about them. And could you ta- could you talk to your daughter about the girl things? So when your daughter is 10 or 11... And she's going to have her first period. Would you be able That's to talk? That's what I'm saying. I can't. Would you I'd, not... I'd expect my wife to talk to her. Would you be able to talk to your daughter? If your wife didn't want to for whatever reason, or she was embarrassed by it, would you be able to do it? Yeah, I'd be able to tell her and say, look, this is part of growing up, and, mm. you know, it's going to happen. And uh, But one thing I want to tell you is this, you know, I catch you with any blokes. <laughs> you bring anyone to this door. Okay. Okay, so you have a different attitude. Would you have a different yeah. attitude towards your daughter than you would to your son? Yeah, I would have, yeah. You'd be more protective? I've played the game, Noel, when I was younger. And with girls and boys, it's a lot different. You know, a girl once grows up reading a, a fairly story books about this fella coming telling her that he loves her and he wants to whisk her off. You know, and every every little princess wants a prince. And sometimes the prince is just telling her, I love you, and this, that, and the other, until he gets his wicked way, and then it turns sour. There was only one thing he was after, and that was it. Notch on the belt and move on. So I'd be having that conversation with her too, and I wouldn't be afraid to tell her, look, there's blokes out there that just want one thing, and one thing only. I'm not going to tell her, well, that's the way I used to be, but I'm just going to explain to her that, look, there is people out there but there is also good men out there. So you just keep bringing the back to daddy and let daddy see who, what they like and we'll let you, with, with, let you know which one to go. Okay, so, but, but, but in relation to the first conversation we had, so you arrive home and your son is in bed with his girlfriend, right? What would happen if it was the yeah. other way around? Let's say it was a daughter. Oh, uh, the bloke, bloke wouldn't be leaving alive. <laughs> he put, bloke. What's the dip? Why the different attitude? It's just me daughter. It's just I don't want someone taking advantage of of her at that age, and I want her to. But isn't that a bit? But isn't that a bit unfair then on girls? Because I know most guys I know would have the same attitude as you, Peter. I probably have too. You're more protective. I, I I know that the first bloke that comes up to my door, knocking on the door, looking for my daughter, I'm looking at him, going, "I know exactly what you're looking for, pal." And I'm going to break your neck if you touch her. <laughs> Whereas with, me son, with your son and a good-looking girl comes to the door, you're kind of going, oh, yeah, he's fair play to you. You know what I mean? So there is yeah. a different attitude that fathers have towards their sons and daughters. We're more protective over our daughters. Ah, oh, big time. Mm. Is that fair, but I don't think it's fair because that's not equality, is it? We're not treating our sons and daughters the same way. Well, thank God they're recognising themselves as a female and a male. First of all, that we've got that good. We, we've, we've reared them that well. Yeah, they haven't changed gender. <laughs> well, that's so, the whole other conversation. Yeah, but I'm just saying I would be more protective over my daughter because I know the way men are. But then with my son, it's just like you know, it's it's the whoever the the girl he's with, I'd expect his father to be the same. I'd expect his father to be knocking on my door and saying, "Hang on a sec, what's going on here? These two were in your house today." And I'd, I'd talk to the father and say, "Look, I come home, nothing I could do. I was at work." Um, he came down as boxers. She jumped out the top bedroom window, whatever, and gone. <laughs> and there was nothing I could do about it. But I, I understand, you know, that with everybody's going to be the same with their daughters. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be protective over them. Do you want them with the right man? Because we as men know that sometimes when we were growing up, there was only one thing we were looking for. And we would have told a girl, the sun, the moon, and the stars, until we got our wicked way, and then it'd be that bump. So you, you think once once a lot of guys get their wicked way, the novelty factor wears off? 
Sometimes it does, and that's why I hope, I hope, and I pray. But is it it not important, Peter, and I know you have Christian values, but is it not important that people, when they get married, they're not just, their personality is not just compatible, uh, the fact that they're attracted to each other is not just important, but also that they're sexually compatible. So they say that if you want to know me, come live with me. It is important. Like the worst thing that could happen in a relationship because sex is a very important part of a relationship. They say that... Intimacy. Se- yeah, yeah. yeah, intimacy and sex. Okay, so that's only 10% of a relationship. But if it's not right, it could be 90% of a relationship. So the point I'm making is the last thing you want to do is be totally in love with somebody, love them to bits, find them very attractive. You get on great. You get married. You've, you've done what Peter says. You get married. Honeymoon night in the bedroom. Things don't just work as well as you. Oh, she's not into this. Oh, she's not into that. Or you're, he's not into this. Or, God, I didn't think she looked like that naked. Or, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, that sexual compatibility is not there. So maybe, you know, that maybe that's important too. To, it is important to know each other sexually and intimately before you get married. Would you not think so? Nah. Okay, well, well, stay, well, stay there, Peter, for a second. Because I want to go to Dave and Angie as well. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Yo. Yo. Dave, I mean, will you be ha- will you be having the conversation with your son, or will your missus have us? Who'll have the conversation? Uh, I suppose it'd be me, wouldn't it? Would it be you? But are you good at it? Will you be good at the conversation? Or is your, is your wife better? Um, I look. I, I I suppose the two of us would probably be uh, feeling as awkward as each other. But I mean, like if we had a little girl, you know, she would probably take the reins on that one. So. Mm. And you know, like, with your little you girl, know, could you have a conversation? I'm just curious about periods with your little girl. Um, I probably could, to be honest. It wouldn't really bother me too much. Are you okay with that? You're not kind of odd about it, like most I, blokes. I, I nearly have more female friends than male friends, and the amount of times that you, you know, that comes up in conversation while I'm in the room, it, just, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, because Richie did text in. He says, um, I've worked at a job now for donkey's years, and it used to be all, all men. Uh, it used to be all men. Conversations in the canteen were boisterous and funny. The ratio has completely shifted now, and I'm now the only one of the. I'm the only one of men in a in a viper's den of women. And the conversation now has turned to periods and bits and pieces, tearing and needing <laughs> stitches during birth. It's enough oh, to put geez. you off your breakfast roll. <laughs> oh, God. So, but okay. So, here's the situation in the email. This guy finds himself in. He comes home and his son runs down the stairs in his boxer shorts. The girlfriend is all kind of embarrassed and slips out the door. I mean, what, how would you react to that, Dave? Sixteen. Um, I, I know your knee-jerk reaction will be to fly off the handle, but that doesn't help anyone really, though, does it? No. Because if you if you hit the roof. He's not going to want to talk to you again, you know. So I think you need to, like, first and foremost, be like, "Were you using protection?" Do you know, and I think, like, well, like, I mean, sixteen years old, you probably should have had the conversation a bit sooner. Mm-hmm. To be totally yeah. honest, like, do you know, like, I'm, I'm aiming for maybe twelve, thirteen, definitely before he gets his hands on a smartphone. Yeah, do you know, because like you don't because he's going he's going to get a skewed view from a smartphone. Yeah, anyway. you don't get your sex education from the internet because you, you know we we we've all seen what can happen there. But um, no, I, I just, just sit down and talk to him and just say, look, if if you are doing it, you know, like don't be doing it behind my back. Like don't be doing it in the house. Would you try you and know, discourage or, him? Because Peter's theory is he's a Christian, and his yeah. theory is he'll try and and I can understand the sentiment of it. Say, look, I'd rather you didn't do it. You know, I'd yeah. rather you wait till you got married. Yeah, it's a nice sentiment, but it doesn't work. Abstinence only, like, you, you can look at the evidence there for it. I mean, if, like, we always look at America. Take America, for example, Christian colleges. They have the highest rates of sexually transmitted diseases, uh, teen pregnancy and sexual assaults, because they all come from, like, a background where it was like Ireland maybe 30, 40 years ago where we didn't talk about sex. And, you know, you don't talk about your body because it's a dirty thing. You wait till you get married. But come on, they tell uh, teenagers... It's not, the same. it's not the same as that. Talking about dirty body and this, that, and the other. It's I, not. Mean, it's just teaching, I know, man, but you're, it's you're teaching trying a to girl or a, or a man to be a val- to teach them value. Look, but value your body, value the rest of your life. Wrong. There's nothing wrong with having sex as long as, like, you know, both participants are you know willing um, and you're doing it consent, safe. Yeah, there's yeah. just nothing wrong with it. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong. Oh, with yeah, well, you your understand body. that. Do you know? I, I mean, understand that fair, part of it. Yeah, uh, but in fairness, man, try to tell teenagers not to be horny. Do you remember what it was like to be a teenage boy? Do you know? I I'm mean, sure you're, you're kind of... You're kind of yeah, I mean, you are. There, I mean, like. Peter, by your own admission and previous shows <laughs> and the type of upbringing you had and the type of parent... Yeah. But now, obviously, you don't want your kids to do what you did when you were young because, yeah. obviously, your life went wayward, right? But in saying yeah. that, by your own admission, 
you were a young fella. You were looking, you know, to get your end away, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so to suggest that your children should be different in some sense and not have natural urges is a bit weird, isn't it? That you think that no. they're not going to have them. Do you know what happened to me? Right, when, when I changed, I was part of a Christian community. I liked the girl. I wasn't. A, I dated the girl. When we went on dates, people came with us. For two years, I was in a relationship with that girl and had no sexual um, relations whatsoever with her until I married her. So for two years, I went without. When I, got, when I changed my life, when I took on the Christian values, I, I liked the girl. I proposed to her after a year of dating her. And then a year later, we got married. And we're, from the two years, the two years that I started dating... Your honeymoon her, night was the first night, married. was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. And that's, it's something I've, 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 um, I want to, I'm going to try my best for my children to do. And people are saying, a dinosaur and this and that. I've done it myself after I changed. And look, and I'm, glad, and I'm changed, glad it worked for you, but it yeah. might not work for everybody, Peter. Oh, no, and I'm not saying it will. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that's what I'm going to try to do. I mm. hope, hopefully I can. If I fail, well then, that's when I'll talk about Make because sure you are in, you are in a minority, the majority, the the vast majority, probably ninety nine percent of people, probably had sex with their wives before they got married. Oh, big time! But you know one thing: there's a lot of travelling communities that still practice. Well, that yes, to this day. I know travellers are quite religious. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. so um, there, yeah. there is a lot of people that do still value and um, saving for marriage. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, it's probably a, a small minority, but. I want to be a part of that minority. And if I fail, I will be open to talking to me son. Yeah, you're not going to kick them out of the house over or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not going to say good luck, good riddance. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, you yeah, okay. right. <laughs> but Dave, Dave, in relation to your son and your daughter, you have a son and daughter, Dave, as well. No, you? no, I just have a son. All right, okay. Because I was going lucky, to say, would yeah, you would you, would you would you treat a daughter any differently? But you don't have. Well, look, yet. we all know fathers would, you know, <laughs> yeah. because we, we all know, would because we know what blokes are looking for. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, stay there. Well, hang on, both of you. Let me just go to Angie as well, if I can, because Angie, you're on classic hits. How you doing, Angie? Hi. How are you? Good, <laughs> Angie. Would I'm you... scared to jump into this testosterone pool of men. I know. Yeah. <laughs> fully loaded with testosterone today here, it's isn't it? You can't even jump in here. Listen, I think initially the guy was obviously shocked. He should have had the conversation years ago. Obviously, he missed that boat. But when he'd calmed down, I think the thing would have been to discuss it with his son and not make his son feel embarrassed or awkward or come to some kind of compromise as to where they're going. Mm-hmm. If he'd been more open in the first place and even knew he had a girlfriend, like hopefully it wasn't a one-night thing or a one-afternoon thing, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if they just had that open agenda that they could talk to general things, let alone building up to the big things, that I've got, I met a girl and I like her and take it from there, you know? Yeah. And and also from the difference between having a son and a daughter, I think it's the same. You need to bring your sons up respecting women in the relationship side and how to treat them and about feelings and emotions and everything. I, I think the reason we're more protective over girls is probably because when it comes to kind of one night stands and sexual experiences or one off best sexual experiences, girls have a lot more to lose because they can I, get I, pregnant. I've, both. I've got both. I've sons and daughters. I've been through it with all of them. And I just, I had the same conversations with them when you meet someone, make sure, you know, that you like them and it's mutual. And if, if anyone doesn't want to do anything, then that's fine too. And always be there to talk to them. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you really, what you talk about safe sex to both of them because it's sexual transmitted diseases as well. It's not just pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know? so yeah, of course. I think it's the way you bring up your sons as well. What do you, what do you think of, you know, Peter and his, uh, his beliefs? That he would discourage them completely because well, he would I encourage his children to wait to get them they get married. Well, I heard what he said, and I think you know that's his ideals. But I think in today's world, it's quite unrealistic. Now I hope for him it works out, but he should still have all the conversations and be open to discuss. Oh them. yeah, he will. In today's world, it'll be it'll be a, a miracle to get them to eighteen. Saying so boys and girls. Have an open conversation with them if they wanted it, and say, "Look, Dad, I've met a girl or I met a boy." And I want to get into a sexual relationship with her. I've been going out for a couple of months. You've met her. She's been around for dinner. Do you know? Oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to get the belt out and put them over my knee and smack them. <laughs> I'm going to no, be saying, saying really right, okay, if that's what you want to do, son, if that's what you want to do, son, that's fair enough. You know, but make sure, 
you belly up and make sure you know you don't have any children before you know you're ready for them. Well, if you're still in school, and that's, that's, that's the sort and, of talk I'd have with me son. Is that if you are the owner, make sure there's no babies. Make sure your future is sorted, skill, job, everything. And you respect the girl that you're with. Yeah. Exactly, and don't treat her like a piece of me. Well, that's what I've said already, that we should become our sons that way. Anyway, regardless of your religion, that's not a religion mm. thing. You know, that's the uh, way you'd want your son to be with a female, I think. I hope. Mm. Yeah. And do you, do you think generally, well, well, hang on, Peter. And do you think generally, you know, where Ireland has changed a lot, there was a time in Ireland where parents didn't discuss sex with their children at all. Uh, it oh, was, I came from that era. I grew up yeah. in Ireland. From, yeah, because, well, of course, you know, we were all Catholics and nobody had sex. Uh, so we have changed and we have become a little bit more open. Maybe not as open as, say, the British or the Americans, but we are a little bit more open now. Um, do, th- do you think we've changed enough? Are we accepting or, or do you think maybe some people believe we've gone too far? We've changed too much? No, do you know what I think? I think our era, the dads are kind of worse still. They're still of the old generation. I think some of the mums have kind of come around to it a bit. They're not as blinkered to what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think the fact of, as you said, going online, getting their smartphones, it's completely overrun itself and some of the stuff they're exposed to is horrific. There's actually been um, a documentary for the last few weeks that's talk about sex, and it's famous parents sitting with their teen watching sex education programs and the reaction. It's actually hysterical. Some of the sex education programs that are going out in schools, both in England and Ireland, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the parents were shocked at some of the stuff the kids were seeing, and the kids were laughing at some of the stuff that the parents didn't even know. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, right. Okay. And that, you know, that was done on sex education in schools. Yeah, well, I the, the, well, there's a whole other argument about sex education in schools and the way that's going to change in the future. Oh, uh, yeah, I would not oh, be no, Peter. Don't even go the there today. Not today. I I think you know we can have there, there's a line that we can't. We have to be careful. We don't cross. Parents yes. have a responsibility to their children, and yes. schools have a responsibility to the children. And between the two of them, they have a job to raise a child as best as possible. But the problem we have now currently at the moment is we have a new sex education bill going through that many people think goes too far in relation to the different stuff. They're exposed to too much already. It's a bit before after the horse's bolt. No, but the point I'm making is that ultimately it's still my responsibility. Well, my children are older now. anyway. But I I don't want the school, for example, in certain parts of that sex education bill, and again, I don't want to go into it today, Peter. I know you're gagging for it. Uh, But the certain part of that sex education bill, maybe as a conservative or a right, I'm a little bit right wing, maybe, I don't want or I don't believe it's the, the right of the state to tell children or to normalize certain things for children. Um, whereas I believe it's up to parents to instill their own values into their children. But you yeah. do that from young. When you're, t- when you're talking to children about, you know, appropriate touching things, I'm talking from a very young age, mm-hmm. you know, when they're in school, to keep them safe, that kind of age, 10 or 11, you know, about adults appropriately touching them. You've been through what I think most people in this generation have been through, talking to their children about what's safe and what's not safe and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and to have the open dialogue from then. So I think naturally from that... No, I, 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 I'm referring more to the more liberal views that we have on life nowadays. Like, I have no problem, for example, with a school telling boys and girls, like, you know, some boys are gay, some girls are gay, whatever, that's all fine. You know, and, and people should accept each other for what they are. But I do have a problem with a school talking and turning around and saying, uh, by the way, there's 74 different genders. I, like, I have, I have a huge problem with a, with a school telling a child that. Because yeah. I believe it's up to the parents to discuss that with children. If it was my child, I'd be saying, child, there's two genders. You know, okay, but, yeah, but, but so, but, but that's just it's a different day's topic. Dion, you're on Classic ah. Kids. Hi, Dion. Oh, yeah. Very good. Is it Dion? Is that how to get that right, yeah? Dion, D E O N. Okay, Dion. I mean, okay, do you believe that, or, or how would you react, should I say, if it was your son you came home and found in bed well, at 16 with a, with a girl? What I have to say is more experience based as opposed to what I would say. I did say, I've got twins who are 23 now. Okay. And, uh, Growing up as a as a kid myself, I was very com- promiscuous until I got married. Okay, so, so you're into your so one night stands, yeah? Yeah, so and so were most of our friends around us, you know. So when we had our twins, I was adamant there was no way anyone was going to get into my daughter, especially because she was my little girl, mm-hmm. or my son. And of course, there was always the worry of AIDS and other things that go with it, and all that carry on. Mm-hmm. So we were very open with our children, but there was no such thing as boys or girls in, in either of their rooms. There was no such thing as going out to nightclubs or anything of that kind of carry on. Um, till, till what age? Until they were 18. Okay. Now, 
they're both 23, both in long-term relationships. Neither have had children, more, fo- more focused on their careers, and they've, and they've both been in the same relationships for the last three years. So I believe the way we brought them up with not allowing any sort of carrying on or allowing them to, to go out and, and be, become promiscuous with people actually stopped them from ruining their lives or worse. And is it, does that come from a religious point of view? Are you religious? No, not at all. Okay, okay. And I'm just wondering, because Peter has a similar kind of view on, on the whole thing, and he, but he's coming from a Christian point of view. Um, and he doesn't believe that people should be you know, entering into that kind of no, arrangement or intimacy at a young age. I just believe as a parent, you need to bring up your children the right way and not allow them to, to fall in, into hard times or do things that are untoward, if you know what I'm saying. So do you think it's disrespectful? Like, would you have slept with a girl in your mother's house at 18? Uh, no. In my, in my house, had I done that, I would have got the whip. Okay. The whip. Over and over. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. And do, would you, do, do you think you treat daughters, any, or do we treat daughters any differently to sons? Look, I did. I'm not going to lie. My daughter w- was overprotected by me. I wouldn't allow her to go anywhere near boys or parties or any such carry-on. But you heard the statistics earlier on that Dave mentioned that in in Christian schools in the United States, where I suppose that would be more the case, where parents would be stricter, right? There's a higher rate of STDs, a higher rate of teenage pregnancies, because what you know what children can't have, they think is more exciting. There's a taboo to it, so it must be good. Look, I do agree to it, but it's, it, again, it depends on how you bring them up. I, I wouldn't allow it, but I always made sure I was with my daughter all the time, and you know, we always spoke about things. When she was feeling horny or wanted to do things, she would come and speak to me. Not, not, not her mom. Periods of the works, she would come to me. Mm-hmm. So I had that sort of trust with her, you know. But I also wouldn't allow her to go out when she was before, before she, at the age of eighteen, on her own, unless her three brothers were with her as well. <laughs> well, well, I, well, 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 hang on. I've, well, I've been lucky in the sense that. My kids didn't really go to nightclubs or anything like that. My my older son doesn't smoke or drink, never went to a nightclub in his life. He's 20, 23. Uh, my 19-year-old, yeah, he has a good time. He goes to parties with his friends and stuff like that, but didn't start that till he was 18. My daughter is nearly 18 and hasn't started any of that. So I've been very lucky in that sense. But some parents, you know, their kids are different. They mix in different circles. They want to go to a nightclub at 17. You know, I know Helena was talking to me there going back a while ago and she was going to nightclubs probably when she was 16 or 17, sneaking in, using fake ID at Bad 17. Bad girl, Helena. Bad girl. <laughs> I, was, I was as well. What? When I, when I was going to nightclubs at 16, 17, I was forever doing things I shouldn't have been doing at that age. But then why is it okay for us to do them and you did them and Peter did them too and I did them, but we don't accept our kids doing them? You see, I think... Because we know it was wrong. <laughs> and we realise now, and we don't want our kids to do it. The reason I don't want my kids to do it is because I know what I got up to. And believe me, if I had to tell what, I've, what I got up to at, at that age, people would be shocked, you know? So would you, be, would you be horrified if your son behaved the way you did when you were young? Oh, yes, Definitely. <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I find this conversation so hypocritical, but you're 100% right, because most of us would, which is quite bizarre that we're actually horrified if our children behave the way we did. Exactly. Yeah, because we know we were that's both. We, that's also because we know how we behaved was wrong and, and should never have, have happened. But, we have, but do we not have to allow human beings and young people make mistakes in life? You know, get drunk too young, for example, so they learn, well, that's not a good thing to do, so I won't do that again. Do we not have to learn, let them learn to make mistakes? Yes, Prevention no. is better than cure sometimes. Well, sometimes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry Dion. I, th- I think yes and no. It depends on, on, on their upbringing and where you're bringing them up. You see, I brought mine up in South Africa, so... Mm-hmm. Very, very different scenario to the Irish scene. Well, I know South Africa would probably, and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, probably a much more dangerous place. It's more dangerous and uh, obviously a lot more promiscuous, to be honest. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have imagined that. Right. Would you have the conversation about sex with your kids or would you leave it to your husband? Or, you know, who's the best person to talk? And what would you do if you find out your 16-year-old, you come home early, like in the message we got, and the 16-year-old is in bed with his girlfriend? How do you react? Elaine, how do you react to that? Uh, God, I don't know. How do you react? <laughs> do, you, do you get angry, embarrassed, or what? I mean, uh, well, I don't. I don't have sons, so I don't know what it'd be like. I would absolutely go ballistic if it was my daughter. Would you? I have daughters, and no, I would not be impressed at all. Yes, yeah, we, we do overprotect our daughters more so than our sons, don't we? 
Well, yeah, we do. But as I say, I don't have a son, but I wouldn't be impressed with him now if I did have a son that he was after, um, you know, that age with the, with somebody else's daughter. Right. And, um, and what, are we naive? I mean, because obviously I have older kids like yourself. How old are your daughters, by the way? Uh, 29 and 24. Okay, so they're older now, right? But when they, yeah. were, when they were younger, we would yeah. be naive to think if they weren't experimenting, I suppose. You know what I mean? At some point between 16 and 18 years of age. Well, yeah, yeah. There would there would be some sort of experiment. I yeah. would I would reckon, yeah. But because you know, we we did it, didn't we, Elaine? We did. we did. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, we respected our homes, we respected our parents, and you know, we kind of wouldn't have. We wouldn't have done it in their house. Absolutely not. But then the argument is from the modern parents nowadays. The argument is, well, I'd rather do it than do it under my roof than in a field or in the back of a car somewhere. Yeah, but not sixteen. You know, they really are. They are kids. But that's the average age. and According to the stats out there, the average age for losing your virginity has come down one year in the last 30 years, by the way. Contrary to popular belief, kids are not mental. It's only come down one year, which is 16 years of age. I know, but, oh, I just think it's terrible. Which suggests, by the way, the the average person is breaking the law because 17 is the age of consent. But it doesn't make it, we all broke the law, probably, in some way. Oh, well, maybe you did, I didn't. Did you not? Well, I, no, I think, I I, well, I'm trying to remember. I think I was about 16 and a half. Jeez, you were very young. Do you think so? Yeah. That was the, I thought that was the kind of normal age, because all my mates had already done it by, at that stage. I think, no, I, was, I, think I, was, I was a late bloomer. I think we're around the same age. Our, and uh, I certainly wouldn't have, not at 16, no. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the average age was then. I, I, well, I know the average age is 16, that's the stat. But I think I think most people would have done it before 16 a lot of people I know you know I would have said I would have said they were older see the problem is too when you're that young it's very disappointing because you're not mature enough to understand it really are you absolutely you're not you're not actually in love really you think you are not at all yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you think you are oh god well well, hang on let's just stay there for a second let's go to an L one Catherine Sweet divine Jesus. <laughs> Even during the day, you don't have the, the respect to, like you have with Cece and all the other ones. I really, I, I think I'll swing for you, you know? <laughs> Catherine, you know I love you. <laughs> Ka- no, Catherine, I, as an older yeah. person who will remember what it was like 40 or 50 years ago, well, I'm, I'm just saying, who would remember yeah. what it was like 40 or 50 years ago when you didn't talk about it? Don't go 50 now, you know. 40, well, okay. Well, whatever, yeah, well, 45. You, you, yeah, you didn't talk about it. Nobody talked about it. Uh, no, no, there I disagree with you now, and I'll, I'll explain to you why. This is, um, I, I remember, you know, my mother, I think a lot of women did in those days, they used to go to the neighbour to get their hair done, you know, because her neighbour would say hairdresser, you know, that was sort of the usual thing. And so I used to go with her, and um, I remember this woman had a on and he was extremely helpful you know with all the curlers and all the rest of that they were putting in my mum's hair and um, my mother came home and she says does he act very strange like you know I mean it's, you know, just some gifts I, I can't figure him out, the young fella, like, right. you know? Yeah. He's only about 18. And I said to her, Mom, he's homosexual. Right. And uh, my mother says to me, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, she did, you know? And so, I mean, like, Barclay Dunn's was a place I used to go to. So, I mean, don't, you know... Barclay Dunn's, for those who don't know, was, a very, was probably one of the first gay bars, wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah, but it was brilliant. Now, brilliant for me, but probably not for my boyfriend at the time. But the music was brilliant. But I mean, like you know, homosexuality is not sort of uh, today's invention. Like you know, it's been going right. And and okay, so you're saying we were all a bit naive many many years ago. But in relation to your kids, yeah. I mean, you you've got yeah. sons. Have you got a daughter? I've got two sons and two daughters. Right. Okay. When they were young, you know, if you arrived home one day and your sixteen-year-old son came running down the stairs in his boxer shorts, and his girlfriend came kind of sneaking down the stairs and straight out the bloody I'd, door, I'd, I'd swing for her. <laughs> I'd be her fault, like you know, because my son, you know, you just so no. Okay, why your honest, son is perfect? Yeah, I, would, is I he? would be angry with. I'd be more. I'd be more angry with her than my son. You why? know, because my son. Because my, you know, my sons are perfect. You know. All right. Okay. Yeah. No one touches my sons. Right, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I'm, but were you very protective? Say, I mean, did you not assume that they were kind of experimenting in around that age? No. Firstly, it's against the law. At 16. 
secondly, you know, sort of the, the truth of it is that, I mean, you know, making love and, and having sex for the first time is special, you know. It's not to be done with any Tom, Dick or Harry, you know. Um, or Harry, yes. I will say, I will say that I w- waited until my marriage, but that was because I was afraid of my mother. She'd kill me, you know. But the thing about it is that now... Um, my thinking is that um, if you um, are very serious about a person, say, you know, you're, what, 18, 19, I do believe that you should live with one another prior to marriage because, you know, um, you know, you may love someone, but I don't know, there may be a possibility you may not be you're compatible. not compatible. Yeah. You're not compatible in making love or you're not compatible in lots of other things. So I would seriously recommend prior to getting married, that you live with one another. That's is that is that good advice, Elaine? Yeah, it is good advice, isn't it? That you, Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. It, it is, Elaine, isn't it? That you know, I mean, years ago the thinking was you waited until you got married, which is probably not the way mm. we should think nowadays. That people need to be intimately compatible as well. Yes, absolutely, I would agree. Yeah, but, but not yeah. not at a young age. I know. It's, it's, I know. Good law. Well, so what what is the age, Elaine? If you are you going by the law, seventeen. No, well, I even think 17 is too young. I, I, I just think yeah, me too. they mm. are only kids, you know, mm. like they're, they're just too young to, to, to handle that sort of thing. And so what advice would you give to that son or daughter that when you catch them at 16? What advice would you give them? Would you say, well, listen, would, hold off? Well, I, 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 I would try and, and, and say, yeah, I would say it. Ask, ask them to, to hold off and maybe wait until they're a little bit older maybe in a longer term relationship and um, you know yeah, understanding are all we not, are we all not all a bit old fashioned well then see I'm kind of agreeing with you too in some sense but are we not being a bit old fashioned and fuddy duddy and sure haven't times changed no, and, and, well no, I don't know have they, have they changed for the better or for the worse yeah. no I mean look at the society we're in nowadays um, I don't, they just don't seem to have respect that, that and I mean it's not about fear it's not about anything else just, just respect each other you know and yeah. and yeah. And it is I, beautiful. You know, I mean, you know, making love, you, you know, it, it is truly beautiful if you're with the one that you love, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And for most young people, it's not, you know. Well, that's it. Well, well, to some people, it's just a mechanical exercise. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know? Yeah, no. Okay, I, well, I, well, I, well, hang on, because I want to go to Mike too before I finish this off, uh, because I want to go to something else in a second. Mike, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mike? How you doing, Niall? Good. Mike, you've an issue with Love Island and all those kind of programmes on telly. Well, I was a bit late tuning in with your conversation, but the point I think is the young ones today are led astray by watching this Love Island because, like, what's going on in that is bizarre altogether. Like, well, I, I don't watch it, but I've heard about it, and yeah, I probably would agree. I well, I'm glad you don't watch it because I don't watch it either, but it's done in the household, and as I said, I am a father of a daughter and a son. And like as you were saying there, the left caller was saying about hopping into bed being young. I mean, married couples in their late parties and they separate and their love life is gone. Sure, what happens then? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, I, when, when sometimes when there's no passion in a relationship or intimacy, mm-hmm. marriages break down, Mike. That's what happens. True, true. But what I'm saying is, like you were saying, they're young ones. But I think Love Island is leading them astray. So you That's think it's encouraging young people to be promiscuous? I think so. I'd say, like, it's not helping. Mm. Well, are we, are, but are we old-fashioned, Mike? Is that not like years ago when our parents used to, you know, when pa- their parents gave out about Elvis Presley because he was shaking his hips too much <laughs> and gyrating in a sexual fashion? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Are we too old or are they too young? Because the young ones today more know more about making love than we do. <laughs> well, I mean, I, let me just go. Well, is Helena there? Is she, uh, let me just actually, Helena will be the expert when it comes to Love Island because she watches it every night of the bloody week. Helena, as Mike got a point, the programs like Love Island and Jersey Shores and all these other ones, particularly Love Island, I suppose, which they're now going to extend to two seasons per year from next year. So they're going to oh, do God. it. In the, they're going to do it in the winter <laughs> and in the summer. In the winter, it's going to be done in South Africa uh, because that was the climate. So, and the so winter, that means it's beyond all year round. Uh, More or less, yeah. So <laughs> Helena, I mean, is it? not encouraging young people because we know it's manky is it not encouraging young people to be more promiscuous Love Island is not necessarily manky to be honest with you it's not I think you've got a different image in your head of what the show I heard a clip of it on the radio this morning and they were talking about masturbation and they were talking about who could get somebody else into bed very quickly yeah there's conversations like that that are certainly not not for kids 
I mean, they're certainly not for kids who are under probably the age of 16, 17. But they're watching it. They are watching it. They're um, talking about it in primary schools. I know, and I don't, I honestly can say, hand on heart, I don't agree with kids in primary school watching Love Island. I don't think it's suitable for them at all. Um, but in saying that, I think as parents, you would be naive to think that your kids are not having those conversations with their kids, with their, with their own friends. Um, you know, they're, they're not in a little bubble in the world where they don't hear things that are going on around them. And when I say kids, I'm talking 13, 14, 15 year olds. I'm not talking anything younger than that. They shouldn't be hearing conversations like that. But they are. But the point is, as parents, we, well, I don't because I don't watch the bloody no. program. Sorry, Niles, you know what I think they should do? Instead of showing it the second time all year round, they should give it to the, they should give the villa to the homeless people for the second year round. Realistically, <laughs> <laughs> like, Love Island starts at nine o'clock. It starts after the watershed. It's not a show for kids. That's a parenting issue. Yeah, but it's on the summer and kids are up late during the summer anyway. Exactly, and they're off school. And... There's other things on TV after nine o'clock that kids, if they're up late, shouldn't be watching because it's on at an adult time on TV. That is a parenting issue. Kids are at the age of 12, 13, should yeah, but you're saying themselves. it's a parent issue, and I would agree with you, right? Yeah, but in saying that, if you go back 30 years ago, you wouldn't have programs like Love Island on television. You wouldn't no. even have the stuff we have on, on television now, though. But that doesn't. It would have been banned. It wouldn't have been allowed. But that's not. That Frankie happen. goes to Hollywood. Relax. The video was banned for God's but sake. You're comparing to exactly. very different times. I mean, look at the different things no, that we've been seeing on TV nowadays. We had 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. All the kids are watching that, you know, which had quite graphic scenes and, and a, a serious underlying like. You issue know, about issue suicide, yes. In the thing. So, you know, there are different things being talked about. But in terms of Love Island and the sex and, you know, the kind of graphic details that they go into, because they're adults on a show talking. But they all, they're all walking around looking like porn stars. They're not. They're in bikinis because they're away on holidays. Are you saying that if anyone who goes away to Spain walking around a, a but, pool... But, there's, a, but I think there's another issue with Love Island, which we can get into another day, which is this, particularly for young girls, to want to look like these girls. These girls, they handpick them. Because these girls all have stunning figures. They're all bronzed. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and, and there's a huge problem with body image when they're portraying these women on that show. There is no doubt but there's an image of body, there's a body no, image. What are the men like? Well, <laughs> the men are I don't know, I've never seen this. I've never seen the this. The men are good looking, Catherine. The men are chiseled, they? they're tanned. It's the way... It's they're the they're all six-packed, you know what I mean? They, yeah, they look good. It's there's the nothing wrong with them. They're all perfect, like. Yeah, yeah, they're all like they're all like perfect features and mo- they all look like models, for God's sake. But Niall, I don't. Well, I tell you, Niall. Yeah, gotcha. Niall. Yeah. I tell you, I'm after falling in love there recently. You know, I mean, there's this load of Harley Davidsons, you know, down in the village where I live. You know, and Suzuki's and all the rest of us. Right. OPG, you know, and I have a fascination for um, Harley Davidsons, you know, and the men weren't bad either, you know. So you watch you fall but, in love with one of the blokes on a Harley Davidson? Firstly with the firstly with the bikes. I mean, good lord, you know, such power these bikes have. And you know, <laughs> bikes uh, like I was saying last night, swimming in the nude is 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 pure freedom. And you know, going on a Harley Davidson is also pure freedom, you know. These are the things I Jeez, love. Jesus, Catherine, you're really coming out of your shell in your old age, aren't you? <laughs> I know, I, I mean I was you know, all this swimming you know, nude you, and you bombing down the Ruth C six in your Harley. Do you, do you remember that song? Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> good, good singing there, good singing. Yeah, not bad, Catherine. Yeah, you, you get a gig. So we get you on to X Factor. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Yeah, um, so Mike, Mike, do you believe those programs should be banned? Well, not banned, but they're definitely not encouraging the young ones of today because they're just trying to copy what's going on in, in, the, in their life. I think. Mm. Elaine, do you watch Love Island? I most certainly do not. I most certainly <laughs> do not. <laughs> I can't stand the programme. I think I would agree with, with your caller there. Um, it's terrible. It portrays an Thanks. awful image um, to, young, to young kids. I think um, it's been mainly watched by women. I would imagine the, the audience is probably 80% female. Yeah, but I mean, as like as you as you say, I've never I've seen the odd adverts, the bronze bodies, the the makeup. So they've probably all had some sort of surgery for their boobs. Yeah, what, what we, yeah, what, you know. Do we have to see what the way they live like? Do we have to watch like the way what to do every hour, what to do every night? You know. Well, you don't have to, but Helene is addicted to it. It's also down to parents. Parents shouldn't be allowing young children to watch that. I, you know, yeah, there was a uh, there was a, a principal of a school uh, during the week sent a letter out to all the parents um, asking them to not let their children watch Love Island. This is in a primary school that they were having yeah. conversations about it in school. I found that bizarre. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Ten years of age and they're talking. You know, it's, let kids be kids. Yeah, you know that's gone. 
That's gone, like. Oh, wait, but somebody says, Niall, go, Catherine. Never had her down as a biker. You see, I'm a Gemini, you know, and I can change from pure sophistication to, um, you know, being, um, you know, a hippie. I mean, I can, uh, I can do that quite easily with no problem. Mm. All you right. know, I can... Sorry, go no. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, when you were speaking about Love Island, because I've never seen it, and I'm just thinking, isn't it sad to have to try and um, sort of make yourself up to be beautiful and to this, that, and the other? And, and it's all for the sake of other people. Why not just be beautiful for yourself? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.